Hey, new community, this is Hans Leeson. Before you hear today's interview about Side by Side with David Sitzer, I want to give you a quick Young Life update. Like many of you, this uh, last five months has been a season of shifting, pivoting, trying to be creative, um, holding on to plans loosely for the future as things have constantly changed due to COVID. It's been a challenge for me personally as uh, the plans for summer and camps have been uh, disrupted um, as our volunteer leaders have been sent home and we felt just disconnected from kids, disconnected from teams. Um, and that's been a huge challenge. But there's also been some really sweet blessings that have come out of it. Um, one of those being uh, virtual hangouts. Um, we've had more kids in small groups and Bible studies than ever before because they've been at home and bored and um, available. So we've had lots of kids in online groups connecting with leaders in creative ways. Those have now been become a little boring maybe for some, um, but it's been a, a really sweet way to still connect with kids. I've had a weekly Zoom group with my uh, dudes at Ferris, and that's been a lot of Pictionary, a lot of coloring um, and conversation about um, life and loss and uh, um, a lot of laughter still. Our summer is usually filled with all of our students and leaders uh, fundraising all of spring and summer, um, which involves weeding probably half of our congregation's yards um, among car washes and selling Krispy Kremes, uh, a million things, trying to raise um, the over six figures that it takes to get these kids to a Young Life camp and experience the best week of their life. And we're, we're mourning the loss of that. Um, and so with leaders gone and camps closed, we're trying to plan small social distancing trips, um, whether it's backpacking or camping. Um, but many kids will not have a Young Life camp experience this summer. And, uh, and we're mourning that, but trusting that um, God will meet them in, in new and different and powerful ways. Um, I don't believe that God needs Young Life, um, but, but God is using it, and He's still using it in this season. Um, one really sweet thing for us has been this spring we canceled a lot of events, and we're uh, incredibly nervous about uh, finances and what it, what it will look like this fall, but people have been unbelievably generous in this season. And we had a golf marathon last week where 16 men uh, golfed all day long and got people to sponsor them as they did it. And they raised over $30,000 in sponsorships, um, which is just incredible timing for us. Uh, our annual Half Fest, um, which is a German-themed adult celebration, um, usually in the springtime, uh, has been postponed until August 27th. That's looking like it might need to be postponed again. Um, even if we were in the next phase, we'd be in groups of 50 or less. Um, but that event is still planned. And what's amazing about that event for us is that uh, many people from this community and around Spokane have uh, underwritten the event um, in advance. And so that event has already raised a lot of money and we, we still plan on having it, even if it's in September or October or November, um, A, to honor our investors and B, to have something to celebrate, just be together. And so, Keep your eyes peeled for information about Half Fest. Um, currently August 27th, but I'm guessing we'll be pushed back. Um, but you can check our Instagram, SXNW Spokane YL. Um, just stay posted on that. Um, hopefully rescheduled, um, but we shall see. And uh, yeah, finally, I would just ask for prayers. Um, prayers for our volunteer leaders who are 
at home, maybe uh, missing Spokane, missing their college friends, uh, disconnected from kids and teams in their community, and uh, pray for creative ways to connect and, and pray that they'll be back um, in the fall to, to lead young life and be involved in kids' lives. We hope that this isn't something that uh, really hurts our leadership core, um, even though right now it kind of feels like that. So just prayers for um, creative connections between us and leaders, between leaders and kids. And uh, in the meantime, we're just so grateful for God's provision in this generous community. So there you go. Thanks for listening. And now here's the interview with Russ and David. Welcome, new community, to another edition of the podcast. I am excited about this opportunity. I have the chance to interview David Sitzer, founder and executive director of Side by Side, a nonprofit here in Spokane. Uh, in just a moment, I'm going to have you or have him tell you a little bit more about uh, that organization and what they do and the cause that they're about. Um, I just wanted to mention this. David was scheduled to speak at Newcom and share a little bit about Side by Side the week or two. Uh, after everything started to close down, services were canceled. Uh, he was all scheduled to speak on Colossians and introduce some of the staff. And uh, just a couple of weeks back, we decided that um, maybe instead of delaying the introduction and letting people get to know side by side a little bit more, uh, to do that now instead of delaying it or waiting. Uh, so David, uh, it's great to be able to be on Zoom together. I wish we could be in person, but I'm glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. This this works. This is great. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure. So I'm married to Kelly, uh, who's from Bellingham. We met at Whitworth um, a long time ago now, uh, back in like 2005, I guess. And um, we have two boys, Charlie, who's three. And Henry, who turned one yesterday. Wow. And we also have a dog named Sam, who various members of the family feel differently about Sam. <laughs> Henry is a 10 out of 10, and others don't feel as strongly. But yeah. we love him. And uh, yeah, so that's the crew. We um, just moved back to Spokane last fall after, for me, at least 11 years in Durham, North Carolina. Wow. And so I was a uh, <clears throat> I, I relocated out there which I thought was going to be horrible but it ended up be, being a really really special place for me for a lot of reasons. Um and one being I worked for um an organization called Reality Ministries for several years. <clears throat> and I'll probably share a little bit about it because reality is in many ways the um a huge influence for side by side. Um and so I worked out there. We got married, uh, had Charlie, and then 2019 was a crazy year because we had Henry in July, four days after Kelly finished her graduate degree, moved to Spokane, started side by side. And uh, now we're here. And it's good to be back in Washington and doing our thing. And it's Man. been really neat to see things come together. Yeah. Well, if <clears throat> 2019 was a crazy year for you, I could imagine 2020 is uh, just as crazy at this moment. Yeah, like 2019 was a, a prelude. I didn't even know. I I, I remember <laughs> on New Year's Day of 2020, I was like, oh, man, thank God it's 2020. Like, I'm looking forward <laughs> to a chill year and just things be normal. And Yeah, 
Yeah, you guys went through a lot of transition over 2019, so I could totally understand why you'd feel that way. But we are certainly in a unique season, and yeah. a lot of transition is um, kind of the par for the course right now. Yeah. Um, so maybe tell us one thing you've kind of learned about yourself uh, during this unique season we find ourselves in. Yeah. Um, I've learned a few things. I've learned that three-year-olds have zero regard for meetings on Zoom and their importance. <laughs> uh, so working at home has been an unusual uh, experience. They're not here right now, so we might have some quiet. Um, I've learned, I kind of already knew this, but it's definitely been reinforced that one of the best things about doing what I do is being around people. And so I've had to mm. temper my expectations. And I yeah. think technology can be great, but I've certainly learned a deep appreciation for things that I took for granted, like even just walking with someone or sitting down for a meal and all the nonverbal things that happen in those interactions yeah. are incredibly important. Um, so, but I've also learned that I have an awesome family and we are incredibly like we have it pretty good in this time compared to a lot of people. And I don't want to take that for granted. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. But Absolutely. It's been wild. I mean, I, I keep thinking like we kind of sort of get used to it. And then I just think like, this is insane. Like this whole period of COVID and it's just yeah. surreal. So yeah. Yeah. Continuing to learn a lot. As we all are for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, what Side by Side is and what Side by Side does, uh, I just figured I would ask you a few other questions. Yeah. Um, I know that many people are probably um, intrigued by Side by Side, but you know that I personally resonate more with uh, who leads and steers and gives a heartbeat to the organizations that people are part of. So the people behind the organization are so central to the mission of an organization. Yeah. Uh, because I think out of the um, the heart and the ethos of those people um, comes this passion that then kind of, you know, works its way through the organization. Yeah. So I thought I would ask you a couple more personal questions and then uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, some of your staff in yeah. a moment. Yep. So maybe start with this. Uh, who are two or three people that you have found to be the most influential in your life and why or how have they influenced you? Sure. Um, yeah, um, my dad is certainly one, Jerry, some of you know him. Uh, he, uh, he was, a. my mother died when I was young and he raised us as a single parent for uh, many, many years. And so obviously he's had a huge influence on me and my siblings' lives. Actually, we just, so he just turned 70. And so the four of us, he and my sister, Catherine, brother, John, and I, when we were growing up, he took us camping and backpacking a lot. And then we've all gotten married and had kids and everything. And so we hadn't done anything, just the four of us, uh, for, gosh, like 13, 14 years. And so just this past weekend for his 70th birthday, the three of us took him camping over no in the Cascades. Way. And it was really awesome. Totally hilarious. Like just waking up in a tent together like 15 years ago, but we're all like grownups. And awesome. it was really sweet. So, um. Susan and Jeff McSwain are a, a couple um, who've had a huge influence on my life. First, mm -hmm. Jeff and then Susan were the executive directors of Reality Ministries, 
um, and big mentors for me and friends, uh, the way that they live their lives. Jeff is a theologian and uh, he's we've just had lots of conversation together. Susan and I worked really closely together at Reality and um, they're pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say too, my, my best friend, Evan, uh, who was back in Durham, is a huge influence in my life. He, um, we've experienced a lot, and in fact, a lot of grief over just over this past year. Um, in addition to all the the civic hardship, um, just mm. some deep personal grief, and to walk through it all with him has been um, an important experience for me. Mm. He's an amazing conversation partner, steady friend, and that's awesome. Yeah, so good. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's the people around us that uh, are most important in the journey. And it sounds yeah. like we've got some pretty incredible people. Around Amazing you. people. Yeah. 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 Um, you've been uh, spending a lot of time. You've mentioned reality a couple of times. Um, maybe you've got a story about a particular person that you worked with uh, that either reframed your thinking or maybe even change your approach to the work that you do. Yeah, for sure. So one story, this is, um, this is more the, the, the former, this is just about framing my thinking. Yeah. I'm not necessarily like changing my approach, but this is an anecdote that I think I've held on to for a long time about why what we're doing both with reality in Durham and side by side here in Spokane is super important. So back, in North Carolina, we, we did uh, multi-night retreats with groups from Reality Ministries. So people both with and without disabilities going to spend, you know, a quiet, peaceful, fun three days together. Um, and one particular chip, there's a there was an adaptive and accessible ropes course that we all did together. And they had these cool technologies for getting people up into the ropes course. Okay. And my friend Charles and I went up into the ropes course together. Charles he has uh, cerebral palsy that affects his physical capacity pretty significantly. And he was pumped about trying the ropes course. So we got up there together and uh, when we were, and it was pretty high up and we looked down and Charles had a way of just saying things that really kind of made you stop and listen. And he said, my wheelchair looks so small from up here. Mm. And it struck me as perfectly capturing what we want to be about um, mm. because we're we're not pretending that like disability doesn't exist or that it doesn't affect right. people um so he sees his wheelchair it's a huge part of his life i mean he's in it all the time mm. except for right then uh, but what what i hope that we're doing not just for people who use wheelchairs or just people with disabilities but for everybody is mm-hmm. to, for us all to experience a bigger picture of our life to see the bigger picture of who we are our humanity our createdness um our our belovedness in christ mm-hmm. and so that was that was an amazing moment um that i'll i'll remember for a long time from my time That's in awesome. durham yeah now you um in transitioning here into spokane and starting by side by side you wanted to put a really strong team around you uh, so you can can you tell us who else serves on staff and maybe the particular roles they play? And then after that, uh, we'll jump into what exactly is side by side. Yeah, sure. 
Well, one of the neat things was that it wasn't just me doing reality in Durham and then coming over here and just telling people, hey, we're going to start this. But it was a confluence of several people. Um, so Janet Nieder, who I've known for a long time um, because her husband, Adam, was one of my teachers at Whitworth. They've been good friends for a long time. She had been thinking a lot about stuff similar to what we were doing at reality, about friendship and mutuality with people with disabilities and particularly through her um, relationship with her friend, Jackie, um, who is part of Side by Side, and for other reasons, had just been thinking about kind of a pivot in her own life and vocation. Mm. And then, so she's on staff, she's our director of operations. And then Ryan Chelly, who many of you at Newcom will know because he's a, he's a Newcom person, he um, did Capernaum, here in Spokane, which is Young Life's ministry for um, people with disabilities, and then came out. We, we were connected through a couple of people at Whitworth. He came out to Durham to work with me as a fellow at Reality Ministries. And the first time I ever met him, other than on a Zoom interview, was at the Durham airport. And mm. it was right when I was thinking about, you know, what eventually became Side by Side. And so he, it was kind of a perfect confluence where he came out there and then we could talk together and and then started to um, started to look like it would work great for him to come on board. Um, and then several, yeah, so that's the staff. So Ryan is the director of community life. And frankly, our, our job descriptions are one of the many things that have had to evolve over the past year, partially because we were just getting started, but then also because of COVID. But generally, we all like overlap and work together a lot. And then people just kind of have their lead points. So Ryan really focuses on making sure we're giving a lot of attention to, to individual persons within side-by-side and caring mm -hmm. for the community. Yeah, Janet is great with systems and making it all fit together with our operations. And I'm not sure what I'm great at yet, but no, <laughs> uh, uh, supporting them hopefully and um, fundraising and mission and big picture stuff. Um, yeah. But again, we're all pretty hands-on with lots of stuff. So yeah. And continue to explore what that looks like during the, the virus. And then we also, in addition to an amazing staff, I think we want to be a community and we're working hard on this to be very like grassroots, to have lots of expressions of leadership. And mm. I can talk more about that later, but yeah. yeah, that's a team. It's been pretty neat to see it come together. That's awesome. Well, why don't you uh, define side by side and the role it plays in Spokane? Sure. So I'll start with our mission statement, which um, closely mirrors reality ministries from Durham, our mission statement is fostering a community in which people with and without developmental disabilities experience belonging, friendship, and the life-changing reality of Christ's love. So to unpack that a bit, we really, um, we're really careful to say that we're not a ministry to people with disabilities, mm -hmm. where it's like a, a doer and a recipient. We really want, I mean, we're called side by side for a reason. We want to be a community where people of all abilities are coming along side by side to be in, um, I think the best word is mutual relationships, um, where we're willing to not just influence, but um, be influenced by one another and to learn and to teach and to grow with one another. So I think we're, we're unique in the landscape, both, um, especially in the disability landscape, in, um, in my experience, and um, we're really for everybody. 
And I believe that when you put together a community where people of all abilities are fully represented, we learn a lot about who we are, about our humanity, about our our createdness, about about the fact that each of us is created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So um, we try to structure all our gatherings where they are they're truly integrated, where people with disabilities and without disabilities are are really there um together ideally we'd love it to be like 50 50 like a one-to-one ratio whether it's a big group or a small group everything we do and so that's something we're working on as we grow try to basically we kind of want to grow both people with disabilities and without at the same pace Mm -hmm. so that it's really representative um so yeah so that's a bit about what we do and and really in terms of the on the ground stuff we'll talk more about this um, like how we've adapted to COVID and everything and what our actual gatherings and programs are, but it can really take almost any direction if you have that core of being for people with and without disabilities together. Right. So to go back to examples from Durham, from Reality Ministries, like it's evolved in so many ways where there's like a farm where people are cultivating the, the ground together and there's a cafe where people are cooking together and there's community groups. So it, it's quite adaptable to people's interests and mm. what's important to people. Um, but I think a common thread in what we actually do will hopefully be like, we'll, we'll do things that are beautiful. We'll do things mm. that um, enrich life, arts and music and the outdoors and things like that. So, yeah. 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 Well, I know in my experience with side by side in the times that I've, um, come to dinners or hangouts or uh, checked in s- stuff online, there is definitely a experience that I've had where it's people of all abilities together mm-hmm. and you have different people leading. Um, you have different people sharing their life experience with one another. Uh, even sitting at a table together yeah. is just a profound uh, moment to be with others and to um, be equals in all sense of the word. Yeah. Um, what motivated you to make the focus of it creating community among people with differing abilities? Because there's a lot of organizations out there that just do work for a group of people, like you were saying. Yeah. What are those core motivations that made you kind of lean toward doing it this yeah. way? Yeah. Well, I think part of it has to do with my background. I wasn't. I wasn't like trying to get into the quote-unquote disability field mm-hmm. um i was i went i got my mdiv i was thinking i would go be a, um, work in a church and so i think what i cared about when i stumbled upon reality ministries um back during seminary was just more about like ministry and 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 the way the way that we become more ourselves mm. and so um i think that i was um, I was prepped, I guess, to think of it more holistically in terms of what what does this yeah. mean for everybody? And yeah, yeah. I think to um, to see the example when I kind of entered the world of reality mysteries where um, um, it truly was people giving and receiving from one another, it just felt like very Jesus-y. Um, mm-hmm. like it, yeah. it felt like um, you you weren't entering into this sort of ministry just to um, do for, but to be with. And 
that just resonated deeply with me. And so, and it seemed like a very important thing to um, try to have as many expressions of as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned a couple of times that uh, there's things that have been happening on a weekly basis for Side by Side. Maybe describe for us pre-COVID-19 what Side by Side looked like on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because at this point where I think we're probably near the point where um, COVID Side by Side is almost longer than non-COVID Side by Side yes. because we just got started our first gathering was October, I think, 11th. I have it written down in my journal somewhere. But um, so there was there was some pre-work with some gatherings and a rally and and right. kind of talking to individuals. But then we started gathering at Janet's house, just a little like home gathering in October once a week in the evening. Um, we built a ramp uh, up to her front door to um, make sure everyone could get there. And that was fun. Uh, and just really organic growth. So from Ryan's yeah. connection with Capernaum, a couple of Capernaum people and um, started coming and we're developing a really neat relationship with Capernaum that we hope will grow. And um, and then just some other random ones, like one guy who one of our board members met at a park. He started mm. coming. Um, anyway, very grassroots. Then Ryan also started leading a lunch group at Whitworth because we have a lot of Whitworth folks involved. And, um, so those things started growing in about a month in or so we moved to the youth for Christ building on Ash and Sharp because we were too big for Janet's living room. And that was a, a great move. Um, yeah. and basically as we were coming into 2020, we were just starting to think we were, we were starting to make plans for some other programs and gatherings, and then it all changed right. and COVID happened. And so I've been really grateful for and proud of how everyone's responded and we've been able to even grow during this time um but also like grow in spirit too like it's been neat to see how people have desired to remain connected so in terms of our our covid life together um there's sort of two broad parts to it one is virtual gatherings so like mm -hmm. right like zoom like you and i are on right now um right. we have our large group called The Huddle that still meets weekly. Um, we have a the lunch bunch that Ryan was doing. We've adapted right. to Zoom. Um, we have a Thursday kind of changes every week, special event time. Mm -hmm. And then we've, our now, we were doing this once a week, but now three times a week, we're doing a, a morning common prayer time together. And that's been amazing. Like we've mm -hmm. had, it's been significant for me personally. Um, it's a it's a common prayer. It's basically you can think of it as like an accessible, adapted version of the Book of Common Prayer okay. um, that we've tried to create for our community in mind, in particular. And so you can imagine, like just just yesterday morning, we had um, a great group of like twelve people or so um, that gathered together, and it really was I think just about split even people with and without disabilities. And every single part, every single person um, on at the prayer gathering had a, a leadership part in in the prayer in the common prayer time whether awesome. it's scripture reading or a call and response or anything it's just beautiful to see the different ways that people pray um and 
it's been really nourishing for me and I've heard from others too. It's been really special. So we're now doing that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, and everyone's welcome to join 930. Um, and um, so anyway, so that's one part of our, our life together right now is kind of the virtual gatherings, but also we've really wanted to push ourselves to think about how we can truly remain together, not on zoom, because let's be honest, even I have like everyone has zoom fatigue but then sure. you also have to account for a lot of the people in our community for whom that medium just does not work very well. Right. And it's been, you know, it's been a good number. And so we really want to think like, even though they're not quote unquote attending our gatherings, they're no less a part of side by side. They're no less a participant. Right. And so we've got things like we have a companion system where two people, person with a disability, person without our, our, companions where they can write letters to each other they can call each other they can swing by each other's house and say hi in the mm -hmm. front yard um we're trying to highlight people's stories um in a lot of ways i feel like covid is encouraging me to think about like getting back to these you could even call them like ancient ancient practices like mm -hmm. letter writing sure it's amazing yeah we've kind of forgotten how to do it but it's been huge or this you know common prayer so Really trying to be creative and and make it work for everybody, even though that means to be really flex. That means being really flexible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna um, ask a little bit of uh, some questions in a moment about how we could get more involved and participate. Uh, and some of that, I'm sure, we're gonna put kind of in the notes, uh, mm -hmm. so that when people access this uh, and listen to the interview, they can also click on some links, figure yep. out how to zoom in yep. uh, to a prayer time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I know that in speaking with Larsh and in speaking with you, um, I think most people at New Community are familiar with Larsh. It's a group we've been connected with for a long time. But these times are especially challenging uh, for people in this particular population because of all of the health um, challenges, right? Yeah. Uh, can you speak to how this is a more challenging time to families and even groups like yourself or Larsh. Yeah. Because I'm not sure everybody gets that, that big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Larsh because I wanted to, I wanted to say too that I think side by side is already, there's a natural resonance with, with Newcom in part because of Ryan who works with mm -hmm. us, but also because of Larsh who, and a, a little crew from Larsh has been involved with side by side. And that's been really special because that yeah. what they do is amazing. And I think our, our, visions really intersect in an important way absolutely um so they're a great example of what a challenging time it is because a lot of people who have developmental disabilities are more high risk to right. in terms of contracting the virus so we got to take it really seriously for that reason and also just because i think it's important as a community-based nonprofit to to do our part to slow the virus but yes and so um, Larsh, for instance, they, they've really been restricted and will continue to be restricted on on contact with the outside world. Right. And and that's going to be true. It's it's a little different for everyone. You know, we've got people who live at home. We've got people who live independently. Mm -hmm. We've got people who live in group homes. And so it's a little different for everyone. But it's safe to say that the challenges that we're all facing, isolation, loneliness, depression, is more likely to be even more likely to be a factor in the life of a person with a developmental disability. Right. So we have to thread that. We have to walk that line of protecting people 
mm-hmm. health-wise, but also meeting this deep need for belonging. Right. And so I think what we're doing is is as important as ever. It's just, it's crazy that it's happened within our first few months because it feels like a, a whole new call and challenge to yeah. really be a community where people can find belonging and groundedness. Because a lot of what all of us have sort of taken for granted in being a human person has just been like knocked out from under us. Oh yeah. And so I think a community like Side by Side and like Large and like Reality Ministries can is so important to be grounding for people. People of all abilities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'll just say to anyone listening, if you've felt the um, kind of the stir craziness of being confined or in a space for a period of time and feeling like there's, man, it's only phase two. When will we get to phase three? Uh, almost everyone in the population that you and Larsh and others work with is really like phase four yeah. and beyond, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, whatever timeline you think you're working on, theirs is delayed. And so we're talking months out, yeah. quite possibly. And so the challenges that uh, that you guys are facing are, are pretty, pretty yeah. extreme at this point. And I think that reminds me of another little anecdote that happened recently that actually... I wrote about on, we have a, a, a new storytelling page on our website that we can direct people to, but it's important because of everything we just said to also be, to be a community, a space where people can just be sad mm. about the way things are. Like we want to yeah. kind of have the balance of like encouragement and positivity, but also just lament. So we were getting ready for a, a, our huddle gathering on Zoom the other day and a couple of people were on early and we were chatting. This guy named Michael was on He's, he's um, involved. He lives independently, but he's just been really isolated because it's hard for mm-hmm. him to get around and it's been hard. So we were chatting and I had been having a hard time too. And so I was, I was trying to really like very gingerly kind of express that I've been kind of down um, and just honestly, just using like really like vague language, like, you know, this is the, can be a demanding time for everybody, blah, 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 blah. And Michael's sure. like, yeah, this is really starting to suck. <laughs> and um, it was perfect because it, yeah. it does. And that's okay to say that. And I think that's another um, element that I appreciate about a space like Side by Side is it, it can be really be a truth-telling community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, some of the people are the most honest and the most um, drop all pretense, all guards, and just this is who I am and yeah. this is how I want to communicate. And yeah. that can be so refreshing. Yeah. So encouraging. I know that I consistently learn uh, from the guys at Larsh that I'm companions with or whatever during yeah. the season. And yeah. um, man, the way they look at the world and the way they encourage and challenge me is, um, is so important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview and not wait until we started regathering is that in some ways, this moment in time, it kind of creates a unique opportunity to connect with side by side at a distance. So instead of thinking, well, I'm not available on a Monday night and that kind of ruins my chance to get with the huddle or whatever, you now have a unique opportunity to plug into multiple avenues, whether it's prayer, connecting with a companion maybe dropping off groceries for somebody, helping out in some particular way. Yeah. So here's my question. How might someone be able to connect with what you guys are doing? Yeah. 
Yeah, like you said, it's actually once we kind of realized that this is going to be a long road, mm-hmm. um, I think it like uh, any, any organization, it's important to instead of just say like, OK, let's just hold tight for a little while to really just rethink like everything. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think I've realized that in some ways it's an ideal time to get involved, like you're saying, and so important because of everything else we've said about just the importance right. of communities like this right now. Um and it's a, it's just an awesome thing to do. Obviously, I'm biased, but it's like it, being involved side by side is like the the least, it's the most non volunteer e volunteering opportunity ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really just about coming and being yourself, and and like I was saying, being willing to be influenced by, as well as influence others who might seem different than you. Um, but anyway, so so for instance, like. Right now, being involved, there's no commute. Right. Uh, you, you just so we've got our prayer gatherings Monday, Wednesday, Friday at nine thirty. We also have our huddle gathering Monday night. Uh, that's our large mm-hmm. group gathering. The lunch bunch on Tuesdays. The special events. On, we have something every day of the week. So there's right. lots of opportunities there with our virtual gatherings, and I'm I'd be happy to facilitate anyone who wants to be part of those. And even if that doesn't seem to be a good fit. Um, our companion program, we'd love to invite more people into that. Um, we're literally just being a friend. It's almost like being a pen pal um, right. to someone and to build up that relationship. It's possible. It's actually great for families to be involved. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a couple examples where a family is a companion with a participant and like the kids get to write letters and draw pictures and get letters in return. And, and also that means that their kids are like growing up, getting used to being in a community where people, all abilities are part of it. And so it's not right. weird to them. Like it, it was weird to a lot of us growing up. Um, so if you think like, oh, I have two young kids, I can't be involved. That's not true. We would love to have, we can, right. we'll take anyone. I mean, right. and again, it's just, right. it's, it's easy. You don't have to have quote unquote experience. Right. Um, and just a willingness to be yourself and to to learn. So, so yeah. In short, there's the virtual gatherings that there's a lot of different opportunities to to jump in on. And then there's also just you don't have to. There are ways that aren't the virtual gatherings to be involved. So yeah. happy yeah. to facilitate anyone who wants to do that. And we're, yeah. we're, we're, we really want to grow our our uh, our cohort. Um, we will provide uh, the links in kind of the notes uh, so that people could go to a lunch bunch. I know lunch bunches, make your own lunch, sit at your table, put on zoom and uh, connect. Uh, I know the prayer times are jump on and just participate in the, in the liturgy or the organized prayer. Um, Anything people should know if they're going to click on that zoom link for the first time, is there anything that would help them feel comfortable um, jumping in? Yeah, again, it's super easy. It's not like you have to have a certain personality to do it or a certain experience or you don't have to be an extrovert. Um, You, the way that we're, and uh, yeah, the way that we're doing it is we would just make it a real like easy, friendly introduction where you could just jump on a sort of a guest one or two times. And then we would Mm -hmm. start a process of like getting registered and doing, we have to do things that make sure people are safe with like background checks and everything. But Totally. Again, we'll make it all pretty gentle. So, um, and I'd say too, like clicking on the link on the website, say, yeah, I'm interested. It's the beginning of a conversation. 
yep. too. It's not like you're signing your yep. Monday nights away for a year or something. Right. Right. Um, so I also know that you guys are doing uh, some friends news videos or friends news updates. Yeah. Um, is there a link that we could throw in that people could maybe watch a little of the friends news? Yeah, I think uh, we're going to make a YouTube channel. We Right now we send them out to like the people who are involved, right. the cohort. But um, but yeah, so friends news is just a part of our huddle time where it's it's simply a chance to share whatever good news, whatever sad news that someone wants to share. And it, right. they, they're, the, the kinds of news are very diverse and wonderful. And we're trying to put them into video form every week as part of our, our broader effort to, to really focus on storytelling. Friends News, our, our website storytelling page, and a lot of other things. So yeah. Friends yeah. News is it's a, it's an awesome thing. Huge oh, it's one of my favorite. That's the best. <laughs> my favorite yeah. moments, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Obviously, every organization needs finances, resources during this time. So that's no exception for you guys. Yeah. Um, what are some other ways besides giving? And we'll provide links to the website and stuff like that. But what are some other ways besides giving that people at Newcom could serve and support side by yeah. side? Yeah. I mean, I would say just similar to what I've already said, like just being willing to try out being involved in some way. Again, it's mm -hmm. not a huge time commitment. Um, it's very doable and that's the main thing we need. Um, there's also space if you, you know, go to our website to, to kind of get connected just to say like, there could be other ways we could use people's gifts. Like yeah, we're absolutely. hopefully moving into an office soon and we might need some like office furniture, even like someone with some carpentry skills could build us a sweet desk or something, you know, right. um, hopefully we'll start to do things in sort of the gardening realm and, and, um, I, I hope this isn't too sort of am, ambiguous response to your question, but really, I think one thing we want to be true about side by side is any gifts that people have to offer, we want to figure out how to use. Mm -hmm. Um, so we don't want to be too narrow or restricted in saying like only certain things can be right. a blessing to side by side and to the people involved. So yeah, and besides try me is what I'm saying. Try me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And besides gifts, it sounds as if even passions. Yeah. Uh, so yes. maybe I'm passionate about gardening and want to garden with a group of people. And yeah. so we do a collective plot together. Yeah. Or maybe it's biking and I love to bike. And so I figure out a way to get recumbent bike for somebody and then help, you know, and then totally. all of a sudden we go on, you know, one weekend where we just go on a little trip yeah. for a day or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I think passions is a good word because if someone's truly passionate about something, um, then who knows what could take off and we could be surprised by something. And again, like because the core vision is just people with and without disabilities side by side, oh, it, that can take a lot of forms. Right. So, yeah, so right. we want to be really responsive to um, what people are excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've uh, we've covered just about everything. A little bit more about you. A little bit about how Side by Side started. The passion behind it. The kind of the theological underpinnings, like what makes you and motivates you to do mm -hmm. uh, what you're doing as an organization. Uh, you've talked a little bit about what the organization is doing right now, practically speaking, ways we could be involved. Any final thought? Anything you want to share with um, whoever's listening about Side by Side? Yeah, um, I think something, this is another thing I've been thinking a lot about and learning 
during 2020. Um, so people with developmental disabilities, it's not like it was 20, 30 years ago where there was, there's, there's not as much like outright overt sort of bias against people with disabilities. Um, yeah. Although there is some, but I think mm-hmm. that the challenge now, I think the reason that communities like side by side are important is that still so many of our assumptions about what it means to both be a person and also a collective society are still biased towards a, like a certain way we think is like it, it means to be human, which means mm-hmm. like productivity and efficiency and like money is such a driver still of our imagination mm-hmm. and all these sorts of things that I think still leave people with disabilities out. And I think also still form us negatively as people. And I think um, to be involved with side by side, um, this is this is why I think everyone should be involved with side by side is because it 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 puts you in a space where you have to think differently about Mm. what it means to be a person, what daily life looks like. And it teaches us um, um, it teaches us ways of being that are patient and gentle and truly the fruits of the spirit, kind and um, understanding, flexible. And I think the kinds of thing, the, the kinds of characteristics that Jesus is leading us into. Um, and and uh, so, yeah, so I think that's, that's what I hope we continue to be about. And I, I hope that I get to see some newcomers uh, as right. part of it. So, yeah. Yeah, there's already quite a few um, serving yeah. and loving what you guys do. And I would love to see many more. So new community. Uh, as you listen to this and as you click on Side by Side's website, maybe check out some of their virtual gra- gatherings, I'd encourage you to lean into uh, what they're doing, but also lean to it in all of life. Yeah. Uh, treat people with equality, embrace everyone. Yeah. And uh, in the midst of that, you'll find God more clearly and see him more um, effectively in your life than yeah. perhaps you ever have before. Yeah. David, thanks so much for your time and for the willingness to do this. And uh, um, I look forward to uh, continuing to connect with you and Side by Side. Yeah, thanks, Russ. This was great. Appreciate it.